All right, guys. In All this right. episode of the making of, it's gonna be a little bit different. It was it was Brian's idea, and you guys know who Brian is. Um, he's Ashley's. He's basically our manager. He's our manager, Ashley's husband. And uh, <laughs> I have him actually on the line right here. Say what's up, Brian. What's going on, everybody? And uh, really quick, give us a little bit of a breakdown, like of how many practices you run. <laughs> so, so I run one practice, uh, but we are spread across uh, currently four locations. The fifth location is going to be opening up in about a month. Um, we have 18 uh, providers in our network, uh, seven physicians and 11 uh, PA nurse practitioners. Um, and yeah, about 70, I think 71 at last count total employees. Uh, so it's a ongoing Dang. struggle to, to learn and to grow. Baller status, man. All I hear is money. But no wonder Ashley always talks about, she's like, oh yeah, I can't, we, we blow our noses with hundreds. And I'm like, oh, I wonder what that's like. It must be nice. <laughs> <laughs> it, 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 it is called a lot of headaches because it is uh, 71 personalities and oh, 71 yeah. different uh, lives that we have to be aware of in terms of uh, helping them to, to learn and to grow and to be able to serve our patients. Uh, but interesting number, just, I thought this was pretty fantastic. Uh, yesterday, we were running some numbers on our practice. We average almost 1,200 patients seen per week between our offices right now. Whoa, 1,200 per week? Yeah. Dude, we got to jump into that number eventually. But, um, <laughs> well, today's not about me. Today is about you. Yeah, this is, this is different, guys. So, yeah, <laughs> Brian's going to interview yeah. me. Yeah, so, you know, everybody is used to hearing your voice as asking the questions uh, and leading the conversation uh, today, we're going to do something a little bit different. Uh, and today, we are going to take things back to before, uh, well, a little bit before you were the general marketer and uh, when you were just lowly Michael Arias uh, before, and before you became the, the man, the myth, and the legend that we all know today uh, as the dental marketer. So why don't we start off with, uh, with like a little origin story. Like, what, where did you come from? What, what got you into uh, heading into this direction? Um, somebody one day told me there's a lot of money in dentistry. So I said, let me follow it. No, I'm just kidding. That's not it. Um, I was <laughs> <laughs> before, so I was a nutritionist before anything. Right. And, um, that's what I went to school for and studied. And then I came out here to help. Wait, where'd you go to school? Um, I went to in Houston university of Kaplan in the Houston location. So yeah, uh -huh, uh -huh, over there, and then I know it's not like a U of H or anything like that. But anyways, anyways, um, from that point on, um, I I decided to help start up a company over there. Um, they wanted to start it up in uh, California, and it was called it was like a food a fitness food location. It's out of business now, but like it's a fitness food. You know how like prep meals and things like that. And in this location, they had a nutritionist in each store. And so I was that. I was the nutritionist. And um, during that time, I had a client who um, we were kind of talking about like stress, cortisol, and all these things, right? 
And I was like, hey, man, what do you do anyways for work? And he's like, I'm a dental consultant. And I was like, the heck is a dental consultant, right? And um, yeah, from that point on, he kind of told me what he does. And then he said, he was like, oh, yeah, you know, the things that stress me out the most is like new patient numbers right now and all these things. And I was like, oh, why don't you do this thing, right? And I started telling him like how we would drum up business for these um, stores that were opening up, right? And he's like, oh, that's interesting. He's like, try doing that for a dentist. And if you can, if you can bring me a couple new patients uh, by this week, I'll give you a thousand bucks. And I was like, holy crap. Heck yeah. Right. So um, I took as many sick days as I could <laughs> from that time <laughs> and uh, decided to go out and um, in that in their community, in the dentist office community and do what I learned, which is what I call now ground marketing. Right. And um, from that point on, I remember the first day, man, it took me like 10 to 12 hours just to get one new patient. I was like so determined, but it was the biggest headache in the world. And it really did take me that long. Um, but I've, I figured like... Where, where, was, where was the first place that you went to? So, okay. So right across the street, there was a Panera Bread and then there was a, a Steinmart. There's a Steinmart. Then there was also an Orange Theory Fitness... And then there was another gym, like a small personal training. There was an active. So I went like in that shopping strip, right? Active is like a skateboarding clothing store. And it wasn't until I signed up the first, the first patient that was who I signed up was from a bakery shop. Um, I went into their store, kind of did a couple, like a strategy, right? And then they're like, yeah, you know what? I actually need a dentist. Sign me up. And then I was able to bring them in the next day. And so I was kind of thinking like, this works, right? There's a strategy to it. I just need to fine tune it. And I just kept fine tuning and fine tuning multiple businesses, multiple strategies. And then, um, honestly, I started doing this. I started doing this for the dentist full time. And then I quit being a nutritionist. And then other dentists in the area kind of heard about what I was doing and they wanted to hire me. And I tried doing that. I tried working for multiple dentists, but it doesn't work out as great as you think man because like you're spread so thin and at the same time um if it's in the same community you know what i mean i have to pick and choose where i want to lead these lead these new patients to so it didn't work out and so i kind of just said what are we we talking about time frame wise so you're a nutritionist you were helping them open locations in california uh you met this consultant and uh you helped him out and then so kind of you know, you, you kept using your sick days and over like what time frame did you actually start making that transition from, you know, you did it the first time to you're doing it more consistently and then eventually getting hired by this dentist the first time. Yeah, that's a good question. It was honestly like, I think less than two months, <laughs> less than two months, wow. man. Yeah. I just kind of, I mean, I got paid a thousand dollars the first week. So I was like, heck yeah, I can make a lot doing this. Right. And then. It's something I like to do because at the nutrition store where we would do this, uh, I guess we called it guerrilla marketing. We just went out, gave free food to people and kind of did the same concept, right? But I'm the one who always was like, I don't just want to give out free stuff. I want to have like people actually come in. Like I need a for sure thing, right? I need a for sure consent somehow. So like name and numbers or texting them, right? Whatever. Because the key is like, right, once they came in, bought some food, then they wanted to sign up for the nutrition package. And technically, that was me, right? Um, yeah. And so 
I kind of was using some of the strategies that I just learned on my own. But honestly, man, it, this ground marketing kind of got born out of like desperation because I remember sometimes they would say like, we don't know how we're going to pay the rest of the staff. You're not going to have a paycheck, Michael. You're not going to do this. And I'm like, holy crap, like we can't just sit in a store and wait for people to come in. You know, I got to go out and, and do something. And it was more like just being blunt with people and, and going out there, right? And, and using just, just using smart tactics pretty much, you know? And so, yeah, two yeah. months later, yeah. I, I started doing that for the dentist and so forth. And, and um, so the way the dental marketer came out to be was I decided, okay, I can't work for these many dentists, right? So let me just write everything I know about so far in a blog. And I started a blog, and then I got really bored of typing. Like, I thought it was going to be fun. (laughs) (laughs) But it just got so, I don't know, I got tired of it. So then I started talking, and that's when I was like, oh, I'm going to do a podcast, right? And at this time, when I started it, I thought I was the only, like, dental podcast out there. I was like, this is it. I'm going to change the world. But then I Googled, or I iTunes searched dental podcast, and at the time, there was, like, 15 or 20 now there's like over 70 and um yeah. so so, what, yeah. so so when this so if there's 15 or 20 so it's in 2016 ish yeah 17 so let me Time see time? the the podcast well facebook just said happy three-year anniversary so i don't know when i started the facebook you know but um okay. i want to say it was maybe like the ends of 2016 maybe uh, now I've been doing ground marketing way before that, and I've been doing uh, working with the dentist years before that too. It wasn't, um, yeah. it wasn't like, hey, I've worked with the dentist two years or like even a year or something, and then decided to do it. Right? It was more like I've been working yeah. and working and working with this dentist. It was just more like I felt like um, I wanted to do more. You know what I mean? And so that's why I tried working with more dentists and I tried working with others, like not even in the same community, also like some in Beverly Hills and so forth. And the driving time would take a lot. Um, some in Anaheim, California. So, I mean, all that was probably, I tried for like about a year, but it didn't, it just didn't work out. Right. Cause sometimes they would hear like, Oh, you were able to bring 50 new patients for this person. How come you're only bringing in 30 from here? Right. And I'm like, I'm, I'm spread too thin. I'm, I'm two hours in traffic. You know what I mean? So, Anyways, I decided to write a blog, share my tactics about it so people can um, see it or I can just refer people to it. And then I stopped doing that, decided to do a podcast. So if you hear like the first 20 episodes of the Dental Marketer podcast, it's me talking to myself and I'm just like sharing. (laughs) Yeah, all I'm doing is just sharing tactics like this is how you get into Starbucks and get employees from Starbucks or this is how you get into a bank, right? And so forth or gyms. And then... um. I got curious and I wanted to know about other people's strategies. So I started interviewing like other marketers and other dentists who are doing a startup and, and yeah, it just kind of skyrocketed from there, man. It just kept growing and growing and growing. And here I am today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so, so let's fast forward. So we, about three years ago, you started the dental marketer as its own entity um, because you got tired of driving around all of Southern California, which for everybody who uh, has never lived in Southern California, you know, on average takes about, you know, uh, an hour to drive every 20 miles. Um, <laughs> I know, yeah. And then, 
and, and it was just you at the time, correct? You, you were the only one that was kind of helping, trying to, to bounce between all those practices? Yeah, like, it was just me, and, like, once in a while they would bring in, like, another part-timer, but uh, sometimes, like, you know, they didn't hire the right person, or the part-timer became, like, an assistant, or, or you know, they got pregnant, and they couldn't go. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, like, it was a lot of trial and error sometimes, but, I mean... Yeah, it was just me the whole time. It was through word of mouth, pretty much, how they heard about me. Wow. And so I fast forward three years, and obviously, you know, hundreds of episodes uh, on The Dental Marketer now spun off the making of. Um, you know, you've done online courses that have been super valuable for a lot of people. Phil said, Ellison, as to kind of what your who you are now, right? Who is The Dental Marketer now? What is What is your business uh currently yeah so and i kind of like that's one thing i like little bit regret is not regret but like i when people kind of see the dental marketer they assume like oh he's also doing like facebook and instagram and seo right like all these other digital marketing stuff and it's like nah man i only do ground marketing like that's it that's all i teach right Everything else, like, you can find on the Dental Marketer podcast if you want to learn about how to get more reviews or improve your SEO or your website, whatever, right? You can find it on the podcast. But, like, me personally, like, mm-hmm. I don't consider, like, myself, like, Michael, a.k.a. the Dental Marketer. No, it's just more like that's the podcast, right? And so mm-hmm. the podcast, like, thankfully, like, I put in, like, you know, tons of – you know how much work. Like, we go in, edit, all these things. Now, thanks to like, you know, partners and sponsors and things like that, that's kind of making its own uh, business already, which is awesome, right? Um, And we're really picky on our partners and sponsors too because it has to align with, you know what I mean? Um, Helping everybody out. So there's that. And then at the same time, there's a whole nother, like, I guess, business that's called ground marketing, right? And um, that's with the courses, the workshop. And soon to be, I think by the time this episode might come out, um, we're going to have the pediatrics ground marketing course out. And so that's basically the ground marketing side, right? And we decided to do the course because, I mean, that's like the best way we can train somebody. And if somebody's like, okay, you know what, I need more training, I need like accountability, then they can join the workshop. Um, I feel like when I did consulting, because I did do consulting for this, I was just spread too thin. You know what I mean? Like... Oh, I got to give yeah. two hours to this person and another two hours and another two hours. And then it's like, I don't have a life anymore. So, yeah, that's why we did the yeah, no, I, know, I, know that, I know that we've we've actually spoken about that before as, you know, kind of trying to understand kind of where, where you are and what you've done, right? Like if, if there was still this kind of consulting product where you were, you know, working with, you know, practices and, and instead of so time consuming and so energy consuming that it wasn't allowing you to be able to, to reach as much as, as, as you are with, with the courses and with, and with the workshop. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly who, like what it was and how, how it went down. So what, so at this point now, what, what is your team look like? Like how much of it is just on Michael's shoulders and, and how much of it is, you know, do you have kind of people, around you that are that are capable of helping you yeah i struggle with like um you know that thing where it's like uh i think a drake drake said it one time in a song but i feel like i i can do like the best job 
at what I'm trying to do, right? And yeah. sometimes it's hard for me to like, like uh, delegate, right? And I can try to delegate sometimes, but I'm like, you're not doing it right. Forget it, right? And my patience just runs out. Um, so, but I just read recently in a book, I forgot that like 80% of something is better than like 0% of it. Right. So I'm like, okay, let me just try and delegate it. So now like, for example, like the podcast editing, some of the, um, teaching from the ground marketings, right? Like I teach somebody and then they'll, they'll talk about it. They'll write an article or something. Um, I delegate that stuff. Right. Uh, but when it comes to like communication with like you guys, for example, like the podcast, I talk to you guys still. My email newsletters, I'm literally the one still emailing you guys. Um, if you guys have a call or like you schedule a call with me to like ask about the workshop or something, or if you, you're like a paying person, right? I'm the one who wants to jump on a call with you and brainstorm with you because I find joy in that. You know what I mean? Like that's that's fun. I like that. But everything else, I kind of, you know what I mean? Like the, I guess like the operation side, the... Yeah. That's what I try and delegate. So it's two. I treat it as two separate things. Like the podcast has about uh, three in total, well four including me, but three in total, and they're all part timers. And then the workshop has right. same thing, three in total, and they're all uh, part timers. So basically, that's how it it's running right now. And um, I don't know, man. To me, like, and are those are those are those separate people? Like, are they like? Like three old people, and they used to work part time on each on each uh, side of the business, or is it like separate people that do each different thing? No, yeah, it's separate people. I've tried doing that. I've tried it where it's like, hey, one guy, one person. You're gonna try and do, you know, maybe the editing, and then you're also gonna talk about ground marketing here, and then this and that. But I notice how like a couple things. They'll either want more money, right? <laughs> Which is like I understand, right? That, that's okay. Um, they'll make more mistakes. And then they'll give me more excuses why they made those mistakes, right? And I, I didn't like that. So I'm like, okay, I just want you to focus on one thing, right? Uh, you have a priority. You have a goal. You have a number you have to reach, right? No matter what, everybody has to have a number they have to reach. Whether it's, um, hey, I need to have this many episodes ready by the week. Or, hey, I need to do this many posts. Or I need to engage with this many people, right? Whatever. Um, everybody has to have a number that they have to reach, and report back if they reached it if not why not right and so forth right um, same thing with me I have a number of how many sales I need to do um, and so forth right uh, so um, I notice that's better and I tell them it's priority um, and I don't know where the word priorities came from because if you like google it and see the definition it means like one thing right so that's why I just like tell them hey just focus on one thing and then do really well at it and so yeah that's why I kind of just have that Awesome. Awesome. So now let's, let's kind of go back and kind of take a, a bigger, broader look at the, you know, this three plus year journey, right? Three years as, you know, these being the, the major points of the business, but, you know, also obviously going back into when you first got started and we're trying to, you know, do the consultancy and work for multiple people. What do you think are the three best things that you've done uh, as you, you know, grown from uh, the person that you were, you know, say five or six years ago to, to who you are now. Dang, dude, you should have sent me like these questions so I can think about it. Dang. <laughs> uh, let me I think. did send you these questions. You asked them to ask me before. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, man. Huh. Three things. 
okay one um connection like connect with as many people as you can right find a way so like obviously like the podcast is so everybody can listen to right but i feel like it's allowed me to talk to people that i've never would have been able to reach you know what i mean like just hey sir can i jump on a call with you uh dr brian right you'd have been like uh no kid right but now it's like hey brian can i jump on a call with you? you're like yeah man let's do it right so and then we do a podcast interview out of it so to me i feel like that has changed a lot that has opened up a lot of things for me you know what i mean um the podcast yeah. uh second thing um, and I feel like, I feel like everybody says this, but I don't know. It's kind of different when people say it, but like, you know how, okay. So I'm a big, have you ever read the book, a company of one? I have not. Okay. So a company of one kind of talks about like, not so much like have a company of one, but it says like, not all growth is beneficial, right? Like growth can harm your resilience and autonomy. And so I remember thinking, man, for the longest time, even when I started this, like, man, I really want to grow. I want to grow this business, right? And, and just have a ton of things. And I made a ton of mistakes, man, and like headaches and I've broken down and all these things, right? Like trying to fix people's problems and so forth. But it kind of made me realize like more isn't always better. Uh, I'd rather have, I'd rather be, have a long-term plan, but a small, be small during my long-term plan, right? I don't think being small is just a stepping stone. Um, I try and yeah. always question growth. So I try, I try, honestly, I stay small on purpose, but I try and always question it. Just because somebody else is growing, does that mean I have to, right? Or what? Yeah. where can I move with this, right? Um, so it's just, um, how do I put it in, in words? Like, I don't want to grow and have more headaches and have, of the business control me right because that's happened like a ton i want to have it more where it's like hey this is it's not all dependent on me everything runs on systems but we're all happy right we're all we all love what we do and it's it's enjoyable now you know what i mean because you're working with a specific amount of people the type of people and so forth so i mean like i understand like at the beginning you have to say yes to a lot of things um for opportunity mm -hmm. right but as you continue uh, that's when I feel like you can start saying no to a lot of things too. You know what I mean? Um, so you can say yes to more things. So that's that's the second thing. Um, third thing is ooh ooh. Third thing is successful customers build successful businesses, and that's like a hundred percent true, man. Like uh, you can reach your quota right and say like we did 100 sales but if like 50 of those people are like not getting results they're not happy or anything like that then dude you're you're failing like it doesn't matter about those sales right so that's why i say like keep it i try and keep minds tight packed and like okay if we're gonna get 50 sales that means 50 of them have to we either have to meet their expectations or always exceed it, right? And we always try to exceed it, but we have to at least meet it. That's like the minimum, right? Uh, whether it's through customer service, whether it's through like, hey, replying back as fast as I can, or obviously whether it's through reaching new patients, right? Making sure what we teach is like actually true, 
and you can execute and you actually yeah. see new patients. So that's one thing like I feel like I've learned a lot is make sure your customers are successful and then your business will be successful. So yeah. Uh, that's good, man. I, I like that. I, I think that, you know, kind of plays into, you know, I know you, you and Ashley just obviously talked a lot about the, the role of like reviews, but that's kind of the, the same theory, right? Like as long as people are doing well, it's, you know, it, it's always going to be good for business, right? I mean, obviously it's good for us to generally speaking, you know, do our work well so that people are, are, are doing well, but it's also going to be good for the business. Yeah. I, I like those, man. So the, so, so the three three things: connection, you know, staying small on purpose, or I think, you know, probably another way that to, to say it is not just growing for growth's sake, right? Like, yeah. Um, and then making sure that your your customers are are are, are successful. Successful customers lead to successful businesses. Yeah. Good. I like I like it. Well, now the, the part that I think everybody usually finds a little bit easier to come up with the three. What do you think are the three biggest mistakes that you've made uh, over this time period? Dude. How much time do you have? No, I'm just kidding. You only said three. So, <laughs> like, biggest mistakes is not the, the one I said already, like, trying to grow too fast, right? That's, that's like, I don't even know. You have to grow on purpose, right? That's So, I don't even know that counts as one. But three biggest mistakes is I remember when I first started off, I didn't want to show. I, I was so concerned when re- recording a podcast, like, editing out all the butts and all the ums and all the you know, maybe like two second pauses and, oh, I sound so unprofessional. I, dude, I remember trying to deepen my voice uh, on like the editor <laughs> and I was like, I sound so much like a kid. Like, and you know how sometimes when I talk and I make like, I don't know, right? Like maybe, <laughs> and I make like a high pitched tone. I'm like, why do I talk like that? But I realized like there's personality in mistakes. So people need to relate a little yeah. bit more. And so that's one thing I regret doing is trying to make myself sound like mega professional and like not myself, you know what I mean? Because then, you know, people are just going to, they're not going to relate. They're just going to not feel me. Right. So that's, I think one thing. Second thing is, uh, one of the mistakes I made also at the beginning is, um, not sharing enough of like what's going on with myself Mm. or whatever. Right. Like, and what I mean by that is like sometimes you just like you can say like let's just say Instagram. Oh man, what am I going to talk about today? I guess I'll talk about another ground marketing thing or another ground marketing thing. But people want to see what's going on in your life too. You know what I mean? Um, so don't be afraid to like share about like your life. You know what I mean? That's when you're going to get – you're going to see like that's probably going to bring a ton of engagement and it's refreshing, right? So that's one thing that honestly I'm still struggling with like sometimes today like just – sharing more right about life and then another one knowledge and or knowledge like what i mean by that is knowledge and wisdom right just because you have a lot of knowledge it doesn't mean you have wisdom like knowledge is knowing a tomato is a fruit right but wisdom is not putting it in a fruit salad so what I mean by that is like you need to, <laughs> yeah, what you need to do is like know when to apply the knowledge in the right location. Don't just spew out a bunch of crap. And if it doesn't make sense, don't put it in there. Don't do it, right? Don't confuse people. Just literally use wisdom, 
as much as possible. And that's hard, right? That's hard to know, but you're going to learn that through experience, to be honest, or through talking yeah. to people like you and other people, right? You learn like that. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, that's, that's good. I, 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 I've never heard that reference of a tomato and a fruit salad, um, but that's pretty fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. I, I, I think that's, that just that I feel like that's the answer to the next this next question. Uh, but you know, you've you've kind of I think you've already kind of answered this with the way that you uh, gave the worst or the the biggest mistakes you've made. Um, but maybe you have a better or a different answer asked uh, directly like this. If you can go back and talk to uh, Michael of you know six years ago, say the Michael that's still working at uh, the uh, the nutritionist. What would you? What would be the the biggest piece of advice that you would give young Michael? Oh man, young Michael. Um, stop looking at that website, man. No, I'm just kidding. No, uh, for me, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'd probably give young Michael. Oh man, yeah, to be honest with you, man, like I stress out a ton. Like, and uh, even my wife tells me that she's like, "You stress out like way too much." Over, I create worry in my head that stuff never even happens, right? So I would probably just tell myself, like, "Dude, like, go buy a hammock and relax a little bit, or pick up surfing faster, right? Because you're gonna need it. It's you're gonna stress yourself out like so much. Um, so just not to worry, man. I'm, I feel like we're we always worry." And we create all these problems in our head. But in reality, it's I feel like it's our mindset. Like you've experienced it, I'm sure. Like in the morning, you can be happy, all this stuff, right? Maybe throughout work. But then maybe on the way home, you're like, oh, right. Anything can trigger you to be sad. So I feel like it's more like mindset. Like, man, just. yeah. And that sounds so cliche, man. I hate that. And I hate saying that because some people are probably stressing out listening to it. And they're like, yeah, it's easy for you to say because, you know, whatever, blah, blah, blah. But. I don't know, man, like it's it's, it's really hard. It, here's the thing. It's really hard. You have to put in work two things, right? You have to, if you want to literally be homeless, you have to put in work for that, right? You have to stop doing stuff. You have to stop working. You have to give up things. You have to put in work emotionally like, oh, I just got to give all this stuff up. Now I'm homeless, right? Or you can put in work uh, physically and um, mentally, right? Like, okay, I got to make this business or I got to give this idea a uh, try and all these things, right? So I feel like it's, it's you're going to put in work no matter what or you're going to be an example no matter what, right? Examples are good or bad. You just have to choose one. So choose one to follow, right? Um, I don't know if that makes sense. Does that make sense, like what I'm saying? Yeah, no, I, I did absolutely. Yeah, uh, you know we make decisions, right? And, and so every 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 decision leads to to somewhere you're going, right? And so I think I, which I think is what you're saying. You know, you can make the decisions that are going to lead you to homelessness, or you're going to make decisions that turn you into the internet sensation or the digital marketer. Yeah, 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 yeah. So just basically, yeah, uh, I'd say that, and then just stay attentive to the opportunities that require growth and question them before taking it. You know what I mean? Like. That's basically it. Nice. All right. So uh, now the last kind of looking back question uh, that we'll kind of we'll go through today. Uh, if you're now looking back at that same uh, Michael that was working as a nutritionist, what do you think is the biggest way that you have grown 
uh, in this time and in, along this journey? Um, man, the biggest way I have grown, uh, I think I've realized my strong points and my weak points in life right now, like, mm. or at, at, at where I'm at right now, you know what I mean? Not like, oh, I figured out life. No, but I just realized like my strong points and my weak points, right? So it's, I've realized that I'm, I used, all my life I would start small businesses or big businesses, right? Or whatever, and sell it or whatever. And then I just felt like I've always wanted more creativity. So now that I've kind of created something that feeds that creativity, I can do that. But I thought I wanted to be a nutritionist to help everyone else out which i know this is gonna make me sound super douchey but it really wasn't right it was more because like i used to be 240 pounds and i wanted to lose weight on my own and so that's why i went to school to learn because i kept reading the internet and the internet gave me a bunch of stuff that i didn't understand and i just was lost so i decided to go to school so i still enjoy it for myself right and maybe some friends who ask here and there about nutrition but it was just too stressful, or not stressful, but it was just too, I don't know, man, like different when I would work with clients, right? Like you can lead a horse to the water, but you can't make them drink. So I felt like I needed something different, right? So I feel like I've grown understanding more of my strengths and upgrading my strengths. And so I feel like sometimes we find out our strengths and we say, okay, once you find your strengths, you got to find your weaknesses and work on them. And I don't know if that's like 100% true because I feel like, okay, I, I see my weaknesses. I acknowledge it. Yeah, I can try and work on them here and there, but I notice my strengths. Let me work more on my strengths to be even stronger. You know what I mean? And then um, yeah. that way I can capitalize on that. And so I feel like that's what yeah. where I feel like I'm kind of learning or I've learned. Yeah. I feel like that's like the third or fourth Gary Vism that you've dropped uh, in this uh, <laughs> in our little conversation here. That's good. I like it. I, I listen to Gary V every day, so I'm I'm a, I'm a fan. Do you, I don't even <laughs> listen so to I'm him, man. You. I don't even listen to him. That's the thing. Uh, uh, you should. You're well, the one who sends me his, his. You talked about his book. Yeah. Oh yeah, crushing it. I read that. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't listen to his podcast though. Because okay. sometimes oh, my niece okay. is with me, and so, then yeah. I have to like. You know what I mean? I'm like, oh, I got to press pause every time he says something. And so. <laughs> you well, you, 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 a lot of the uh, the concepts that you've uh, brought up, I'd say probably at least three or four uh, of the, uh, the the concepts are actually almost, almost close, uh, but uh, things that he uh, harks on. So anyway. I'm just, I'm just reading um, his memes as well, you're I, I, interviewing I, me right now and looking yeah, at stuff I, I can. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, that's funny. So, th so that's the biggest way that you have uh, grown. What do you feel is the biggest way that you need to grow to kind of get where you want to be in, you know, in the future? The biggest way I need to grow. Hmm. Yeah. So taking that question and kind of now taking it from you know looking back to now looking forward. Dang, that is such a good question, man. The biggest. Okay. I, f I feel like the biggest way I need to grow is understanding the value that you have and running with it, right? Um, because sometimes we, I mean, we always undervalue ourselves, right? Or overvalue a lot of the times. Um, but I feel like it's understanding the value that you have. Um, and then 
the next thing is oh, this sounds super cliche too but like life isn't fair right like life isn't fair so but don't only focus on the unfairness right um i don't know does that make sense so as, as in like that's something that you still feel like you need to kind of develop that that i get thick skin for like sometimes the ball doesn't bounce your way kind of thing like yeah but like like research shows that once we feel like something is unfair we're more likely to reject what we think is unfair is an unfair offer right so we feel like uh, if i feel like that all the time like get out of my own head you know what i mean like that's another thing like that's basically what i'm saying like just get out of your own head um see sometimes the bigger picture um and like you know at the same time stop micromanaging micromanaging everything uh like be be able to delegate because honestly i still struggle with that today right i feel like and i know ashley talks about it like bottlenecking the business right um but i feel yeah. like I, I guess we all kind of hit that point eventually i want to say when you're starting it from like the ground up and i feel like i've hit that point and i've gotten better but then i've gotten worse because i've been burned by a lot of people who just like like yeah i'm so excited to work with you let's do this let's make it happen and then like two weeks later like oh you know what or they don't even text me back or they don't call me anymore you know what i mean and i'm like did you just want like one paycheck yeah. and then that's it like what the heck right and so to me it's more like yeah that bottlenecking getting out of my own way and then um yeah life don't don't expect everything to be fair or anything like that i mean nobody said this game is fair right it's just you just got to play it yeah 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 i think i think that kind of transitions perfectly into the last question that we're going to come to today so where do you see uh this going where do you see your your businesses your and however you want to look at it growing over the next say, two to three years dude that's such a good question too so in our plan uh we kind of try and map it out right as far as 10 year five year two year one year right but yeah we, we still want to be as small as we can not like i want to be super small but no like grow whenever it's needed right because obviously you're gonna have to grow um but it's more I really want to like beat ground marketing to the ground. And what I mean by that is like, I want like no stone unturned when it comes to ground marketing. I want it to be like, Hey, how have you not like, for example, you know, breakaway, right? You know, how people are like, you haven't taken breakaway yet. You need to go take it. I want people to be like, you haven't done ground marketing yet. Dude, you have to go take the course, like do that first and then continue with it. Right. That's what I want. Um, mm. And so I honestly coined the term ground marketing because I wanted people to think of like, oh snap, like this is a different way of marketing that's so practical, so easy, so useful. Why isn't everybody doing this already, right? And so, yeah, I mean, I, I do plan to do a lot with that, more books or do a book, um, which is kind of like in the works right now, which is actually, this is the first time I'm actually ever saying that. <laughs> it's in the work right now. Um, but I want it to kind of reach a little bit. I want one thing out of ground marketing to reach beyond dentistry. And so I was hoping the book, right? And so that's just kind of like a way general people can do ground marketing. And um, yeah, I, I plan to do it like that. Um, I, I want to push that out there. I do 
want to reach more throughout this podcast. I do want to reach a ton more with the making of podcast, right? Um, and focus on that. But yeah, the next the next three years, man, I just really want to uh, leave no stone unturned when it comes to ground marketing. Meaning, like, if anybody has any questions, concerns, or anything like that, oh, I'm fee for service. How do I get more people in my practice through this specific corporation? Boom, we have that for you. You know what I mean? Um, so yeah. it's a lot of research, a lot of work, but I mean, so far, people love it. So, yep. And then at the same time, dude, I want to like surf more i feel like this year i didn't surf enough so yeah i want to surf more too but i live in sacramento it's kind of hard <laughs> i know dude you live like <laughs> how, how far are you from the beach um like the ocean beach yeah <laughs> but other beaches <laughs> we're, we're, we're good too i mean technically lakes have Beaches-ish. Nah, that's not. That doesn't count, man. They, you have to make your own waves on that one. I know. Yeah, you're two and a half hours yeah, away. We're, we're, we're probably two, two and a half hours from. I mean, there's probably some crappy beaches that are closer, like somewhere along the San Francisco Bay. We could probably get to in about an hour and a half. But like Pacific Ocean, like real beach with waves, two and a half hours. That's good, man. Yeah, go out there. Go out there, surf more. Yeah, and basically that's it, man. That's my like three-year goal. Just kind of. Uh, I don't want to. I, I want to work hard when I need to work hard, and then I want to relax where I need to relax. You know what I mean? Sometimes we work ourselves too much, man. Yeah. So yeah. I have no idea what you mean about working too much. <laughs> as as you're interviewing me driving home from work, not even like uh, at your house or anything. It's not like you're chilling. You're driving home, man. That's funny. Who has time to sit in a room and podcast with somebody? Come oh. on. That's me right there. <laughs> that's me like every Wednesday. <laughs> oh, that's funny, man. But uh, yeah, man. Michael, it's been great, man. Uh, no, this is this was fun, and uh, thank you for sharing all that. I mean, I, seriously, like I think it was I think it was really cool to be able to kind of dive into you because, nor- like I said, normally you're the interviewer, um, and kind of being able to to get hear the insights of of your story. It's been it's been it's been awesome, man. No, yeah, man, I appreciate you, man. Guys, it was actually Brian. He's like, hey, man, we should interview you. And I was like, really? And like a little tear came out. And I'm like, finally, my moment to shine. <laughs> and then Ashley quickly, I'm, immediately I'm messaged. To, I'm trying to work my podcast voice. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. Guys, check out Brian's podcast if you're into that. What's your podcast, man? Nobody wants to listen to my podcast. Uh, it's, <laughs> it's literally my practice name, Spine and Nerve. It's 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 all about pain management and sports medicine. Nobody cares, um, but uh, they, but hopefully you guys do care about the making of and um, and kind of listening to people along these journeys. And so it's been, like I said, thanks again, Michael. It's been awesome to just kind of hear the whole story. I know we've kind of hashed it uh, a couple of times when we've seen each other and kind of and just talking about a lot of the business aspects and stuff. Um, but being able to actually hear the whole story and kind of go through it like that is is really fun, man. I appreciate it, man. All right, guys. Thank you so much, man. And we'll talk to you on the next episode.